Beautiful human animals, welcome to the table for fun, health, and more. We'll dig into behavior and living right with some laughs and hopefully a little insight. This is Better Health in the World. I am Matt Crocomo Jr., a credentialed writer and personal trainer, exploring how to maximize every day of the human experience at Matthew J. Better. And I'm here as usual with fellow health enthusiasts and cultural commentarians, Joe Newbauer, also our resident MMA historian at Joe Knows MMA. How we living, everybody. And Gabrielle Tambowen, our in-house nursing student at Gabby underscore T. What up, guys? Hear them and me also, you rookie fight fans and seasoned vets of the purest, best of sport you can follow for your tightest coverage of the UFC and all things mixed martial arts on... Better Fight Cast. Subscribe to that and this on Apple Podcasts or SoundCloud. Also, hit me up at Matthew J. Better or betterhealthandworld at gmail.com if you want to perhaps take part in rounding out my personal training schedule. If you live between Baltimore and Annapolis and want to combat the mostly unhealthy landscape out there and fight back by squeezing in the most time-efficient exercises catered to your lifestyle and desires and limitations and your schedule. I didn't already mention that. Uh, I got a few. I got room for a few more. Especially if you're off-peak hours, the pricing might be a little more generous. Also, depending on what level of involvement you want me to be, I can be anywhere from a fitness consultant where I draw up programs for you and show you the moves. Pretty much a one-shot deal with digital follow-ups and help and whatnot to me stopping by your house several days a week with all of the supplies. So, get it while you can. Because I don't have a lot of time, but I got a little bit right now. Now, let us dig into the purest, bestest, anything else right after this word from the legal department. Although Matthew Crocobo Jr. is a certified personal trainer, he is not acting in this capacity on this program. All information presented here is strictly for educational and entertainment purposes. Furthermore, should he reference another person, program, or piece of literature, he is not necessarily endorsing every position or opinion that entity might represent. Please! Consult the appropriate medical professional before making any serious changes to your diet or lifestyle. Again, please consult the appropriate medical professional before making any serious changes to your diet or lifestyle. Boom! Thanks, legal. Well, I have been not on purpose, but much more active on the digital realm the past week. So I want to kind of fly through all of the segments slash themes that we tend to bleed into. Some of them aren't called out every single week. Some of them we focus on. There's been a lot that's been dropped in the world of Better Health and World lately. Uh, for a few months, I was experimenting with a backlog, so I would only have to upload once a month, but I decided I don't like that. I like knowing that my freshest material is out there, so I dropped them all in the past week, so everybody can look for that. I believe I called it the... I was going to call it the Mega Dump. I don't want to give people that image, so I think the Mega Drop, one of three, two of three, three of three, and I thought there were four, actually, but there's only three that were backed up, because last week I wanted to drop the Ready Player One review immediately, because it was right after the movie came out, and it was a dope movie. Uh, so, also, that, that week, there's also the two-part Just Dessert, where, of course, every once in a while, well, at the end of every health podcast, and every once in a while, we have standalone podcasts where we talk about pop culture, especially... Movies, we're all enthusiastic about that medium. In school, I was a columnist for two publications, a thrice-published poet and the entertainment editor for my high school newspaper. I also wrote screenplays, directed film shorts, and I can talk shop, especially when it comes to movies. It just seeps through my brain. It seeps into my brain through the ether and the atmosphere, even if I'm not really watching a lot of TV. It's kind of like the NFL. Like I just manage to know what's going on, even if I'm not trying to pay attention. I just Movies are in my blood and some I'm very passionate about. So there's the two-part Just Dessert that we recorded in one sitting. You guys should check out. We talked about all kinds of stuff. Uh, I don't know how many of these topics we have touched on in all the episodes that have been dropped. As I, was, I actually ended up dropping, out of the five episodes that were released in the last week, I don't remember if that counts the fresh one recorded or not. I don't know. It's so, so many numbers. I was an English major. Um, three of them were pop culture and two were health. So 
the balances were tipped a little bit, but uh, dessert's fun. Sometimes you can have more. Uh, and this just dessert in this uh, program at the end, usually around the 40-minute mark. Uh, Joe and Gabby saw A Quiet Place. It's a, literally a phenomenal movie that's out right now, as in it is a phenom. John Krasinski is, uh, he's, uh, he's established, this is, I believe, this, I don't know if this was his first movie, but he directed this movie. I was calling him Gary something last week because I couldn't remember his name. I was calling him the dude from The Office. But, you know, he directed and starred in that movie. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how involved he was in the writing. I think he might have wrote it too. I'm not 100% sure though. Maybe. It might have been from so. a book. Or maybe you're right. I don't know. Um, but he's 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 Spike Jones now. He's established himself. Like the people are talking about this movie. And I haven't seen it. So Joe and Gabby are going to give a spoiler-free review because I think this is one I want to save. Uh, usually I don't care about how movies, like especially horror movies. I love horror, but it's got to be really good, and I'm just usually not in the mood to watch it. So, like, usually I'm good, but this one I'm going to try to hold out for. And, yeah, this is one I might actually go out of my way to see when I get a chance. Not in theaters, probably, because that's just not the life I lead. I am going to talk spoiler-free about the season finale and the season, and I guess touch on the series a little bit of The Walking Dead. I was disillusioned and over The Walking Dead, I just kept trudging through for the last few seasons. The second half of this last season turned me around. I could get into more of that, but again, spoiler free, mostly pretty much. Yeah, I think I can do that. Um, but first, uh, healthy health talk, I guess. Real quick, how are we living in the body? Yeah, there you go. That's good. <laughs> Not too bad. That's good. Yeah. Um, bad. I mean, there's been a recent string of uh, um, like a stomach bug. Going around. Mm, makes you uh, eat Taco Bell, I get you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when so you're sick, the, it's harder. I know, yeah. So that, that's like what I always... I don't care, I'm dying. <clears throat> that's what always gets me out of my routine is just like mm. go through like some kind of... You yeah. know, kids, especially yeah. having like, you know, the, with the kids, with you know, going to school and stuff. You had they a stomach catch bug stuff. this week? It was last week, right? Yeah, it was last week. But, um... But yeah, no, with the kids going to school and everything, I mean, they're catching stuff all the time, and it's always inevitable we're going to catch it, too. And so that kind of threw me off of my, um, you know, I'm working out and everything. But hopefully I can get back into it this week. Me and Joe found a workout routine we can do together, and uh, we're trying to get back into that. It's um, And waking up earlier. Yeah, working up earlier, eating healthier. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's like, it's core... Day force, it's an MMA based workout. Okay. Yeah. Like kick yeah. and punch. Kicking and punches. Different type of combos. workout. You know, it kind of gets you. It, it is, when I did it, the one time I did it, I liked it because it was different than just running still on a treadmill. Yeah. It was different. Yeah, than, keep it fresh. It's different than push, up. Yeah. doing like push ups and yeah. sit ups. I mean, the normal workouts, which are just boring. At least here, I feel like I'm beating somebody up. I mix mine up. I usually don't have the same workout twice. Mm-hmm. I usually just I usually jazz it up all the time. Yeah. I, I have the credentials so I can do that. Well, we're trying to use uh, Beachbody on demand. They have like an app that you can pull up like on your TV. Yeah, a or lot computer. of other podcasts advertise for them. Actually, it's yeah. supposed to be pretty dope. I mean, it's cool because it has so many different kind of workouts. So which many, I think for me, just all of them. Yeah, I mean, all, it's all got of the, the insanity has the yeah. um. The the uh, what, what was the I other mean, big one? The P ninety X. It's called muscle confusion. Yeah, the I mean those are two very popular ones. Yeah. Though I mean they are legit mm. success. I did the insanity, and I know how successful that can be. Mm-hmm. Put my body through torture doing it, but I did it, and and it. I really got. I got in the best shape of my life when I completed it. Nice. I uh, talked long ago. It's been a while since I brought it up about DDP yoga. I uh, have been diving in. I've been mixing mm-hmm. that. Have you in. been doing it? You said you've yep, been doing it. I've been doing it. How is it? It's nice. It's good. I mean, it's. I wouldn't want to only do it. I want to also do resistance training. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's all you know. It's yoga. It's all body weight and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but as I get older, I feel like yoga is something I might be able to. Yoga is something I want to do till I die. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Hopefully, it'll make sure you die a lot later. Uh, I mean, I saw the, wonderful the DDP I mean, yoga. The, I heard about. When it first came out, he was all over the podcast circuit, you know, Diamond Dallas Page, and, you know, former WWE I used to star, work, of course. Was, he was I a was champion. Was he a champion? Him. He was WCW. He was a top star he, in WCW. Was he a champion? Yeah. He was the world so. champion. I thought so. Yeah. Um, I thought so, yeah. He got into it old. He, he was a man. He was an agent. He was yes. trying to be an agent. He and wasn't a manager. even trying to be a wrestler. He was he, a manager. Well, he was, oh, that's right. He was a manager. He wasn't Is even he, trying now, to be a wrestler. Now, you're talking about the wrestling era that I know a lot about. I can give you the whole story about DDP. He started off as wow. like as, as a manager, 
became um he he was I like, remember him telling decided to become yeah. a pro wrestler in his like 40 yeah something like that and they were like dude you're insane mm-hmm. and hit the top of the industry but then you know three he, years later and he banged himself up he yeah. banged himself up doing that they and all that's do. why he developed ddp yoga to mm-hmm. help people who have had who just have these damage to their limbs and their joints things that they can do and i got the full package it's got every option there i got one for kids i've having my i've been having my kid do it and he likes it a lot he's uh, you know i'm trying to get him to do that a little more regularly too um but uh he's you know he's he's you know rehabbed all kinds of people that were he's just genuinely he's done, he's done some amazing things yeah. for people that were just were like you know obese stage three like all the oh, way wow, i didn't know he did that big yeah he, i mean I i'm pretty sure that, i'm pretty on. sure like the biggest human being well i don't know i don't In know the how professional big. maybe like 300 pounds still 400 pounds i'm not sure how big yeah but it's stuff because um, these people can't do a lot of stuff especially if they can't even they can't even get up to get on a treadmill or an elliptical to do the cardio you know he's got way i mean there are ways to do cardio without having to get out of bed he's a very good human being He's got and, a great pair of personality for it too. It's it's. I saw what he did. Not only that, with recovering uh, people with addiction problems, Scott Hall and Jake the Snake Roberts were two of them. Two oh, yeah? big names in the wrestling game. I mean, Hall of Famers, both of them already in. Mm-hmm. Um, Jake the Snake Roberts had all types of drug problems, alcohol abuse, everything A through Z. Scott Hall, the same thing. Prescription pills and alcohol. I mean, to the most extreme level you can see. Mm-hmm. And he turned both of their lives around. Lost a lot of weight, cleaned up their act, you know, got them off the sauce, and and there's documentaries on both of them. I mean, I'm very familiar with the DDP, and as I get a little older, I don't know if I'm, I classify my age, that group yet. I want to add yoga to maybe a routine, mm. but I don't know if I have to solely rely on yoga right now. I think I no. still have enough youngness. Well, right in now, me. I mean, if you 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 got to do that strength training to really it does it does good things for your long-term hormone health which is essential to everything your hormones i mean it's like your gut health like if it if it if they if they're out of whack you get you, you get you're fighting a battle you're, mm-hmm. you're fighting you're fighting an uphill battle to be at optimal health and maximize every day of the human experience and make that you know not only you know enjoying every single day as well as trying to make there be as many of those days as possible you got to take care of your hormones but yeah i'm interested in ddp yoga mm. I'm very interested in that. I actually like to try that. But we have that Beach Body on Demand. I'll Instagram has, video it to you. No, that I'm just Beach kidding. Body on Demand kidding. has everything now. I mean, yeah, the only thing that, uh, the only reason that people in my, you know, new line of work, the, the personal training, the only way, you know, all these apps and all this technology, especially something so customizable like Beach Body on Demand, is some people need to be accountable to another human being. Kind of, they're kind of like it's like being in a twelve step program, I guess. Like you got to be accountable to another human being that helps motivate you. If you're just accountable mm-hmm. to the computer and only yourself, yeah, a lot of those people can fall off of that stuff. Yeah, that's what keeps me hope. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you, Peloton, your enticing advertising campaign. Those people look like they are loving life. Mm-hmm. I'm live on that bike. Get my meals delivered to me, <laughs> and it won't matter that's- what I'm eating because I'll be on that bike. I've considered using one of those meal delivery services, like the, some of the healthier I think I'm going to do ones. that. I think I'm going to start I, doing that. I really want to. Joe, not 100% sold on it yet because he thinks that it's going to end up costing us more money. Well, you just do it once in a while. Run, I mean, I, they I'm end just, up not really cost. It's not more than takeout. Yeah, well, that's what I think. I feel like it would be for me like the hard one of the hardest things is like figuring out what to make to eat. And I think this was kind of take away that would take that yeah, away. I think I think same issue with me. Like I've I've been eating the same food, and you can you can refine what you want to do. Like for people who want to have specific diets and stuff, they you can really narrow down what you do with those with those meal delivery services. And it's nice to have you know if, even if it's only one meal a week taken care of. Considering how often we work, how many meals are you sitting down and cooking anyway? It's a nice supplement yeah. to keep fresh. I think it's also good too because you're not. I feel like we would not waste fresh. as much food. Yeah, every we're, single, we're constantly buying stuff that we say we're going to make and then we don't make it. Yeah, I've heard that those things like Blue Apron and mm-hmm. that's the first one that I heard of, and they're probably one of the top brands. I know there's Hello a Fresh now. is another one. Yeah, they're supposed to see them around. Uh, I mean, it's supposed to be 
the ingredients are supposed to be uh, immaculate and just you just mm-hmm. it's like miraculous how wonderful they're supposed to be when you open them up you're like how did this get here like this in such so good fresh, shape yeah yeah and every single thing there's you know it takes you know as they say in the ads and the other programs it takes all the guesswork out of it you end up using every single part of every ingredient that they give you and mm-hmm. it's just different combinations and you can have a different meal every single yeah they're not every single week either. or however long it is yeah I'm gonna start doing that. Yeah. I I actually have mail ordered some food. Also, I've I don't even know if they've come in the last week or not. I guess they have. I ordered. Uh, so my son, when he's with me, which is about more. It's <laughs> a good good. It's uh, good timing. So I have my son about half the time, and at my house for breakfast, he likes to have waffles. And some fruit. And it's not the best way to start the day because it's all bread and sugar and there's no protein. And he's not interested in any breakfast proteins and he can be a piggy eater. So I ordered waffles from No Foods. K-N-O-W Foods. They do a lot of like... I, I, I don't know if everything they do is paleo, paleo, keto friendly or not. And I'm not endorsing that lifestyle. But I like being able to order stuff that is, it's, it's basically a protein waffle. And it's got chocolate chips in it, so he loves mm-hmm. it. So it's still got, it's, it, it'll, it'll be enough to fill, it, it, it'll more than fill the ego sized hole. In, in his little heart. He can still have waffles, but I'd rather have them at least with other food so you can, so the sugar has something else to get digested with. Um, and just to balance it out, because if you start with protein, you're going to have more energy. And, you know, I, I like to do more of the carb heavy stuff towards the middle of the day, mm-hmm. you know, when you're going to be burning it off and you're going to have more food going through your system to, to balance it out by mm-hmm. itself. Not a good way to start the breakfast because also that kind of food is addictive and not as satisfying, especially for the long term. And when it's all bunched together like that, there can, you know, you, you, you talk about like inflammation and stuff that builds up over time and all that. So, uh, and he, and uh, thumbs up from him, thumbs up from me, as opposed to the Eggo waffle, which is very easy to make. This, these are a little more temperamental. They got, you know, they got shipped to me in little freezer bags. Um, I think I combined the word bag and pack just there, but it's fine. That works. Freezer bags. Um, took a little while, a little bit longer in the toaster, a little fluffier. So you run the, the, you know, the one downside is you run the risk of maybe charring the outside if you're not super careful. But if you are the kind of person who are ordering super healthy, all protein waffles, I can't. I should have brought the package with me. Um, I guess I wasn't really planning on talking about it, but why not? I think they're made with like coconut flour and some other stuff like that, almond flour, probably that kind of stuff. Maybe even cashew flour. I can't remember what else they had in there. Uh, I got it mostly for him because I don't need to eat waffles, and I got a deal on them, but they're still not cheap. And I'm trying to replace the egos with these. Because he eats plenty of bread and plenty of sugar throughout the day. And so mission accomplished. I highly recommend them. Be careful cooking them if anybody's out there trying to get them. They, no Foods does all kinds of deals all the time. Just keep your eyes out. You can listen to different podcasts. I don't know if they get any podcast advertising yet other than this here right now. And you guys can just send me some money or some more waffles over at No Foods if you happen to pick up on this. Um, and I guess with that... I will burn through the other segments slash themes that I teased at the beginning of the show. Starting with the one that is, I'm tempted to say the main theme, the main through line, but they kind of all are really. There's three main segments that I'm talking about, the first of which is Healthy Living Easy, trying to streamline good food and physical activity into a crowded lifestyle. Kind of also what I hinted at in my personal trainer ad. Again, hit me up and let me do better or better more at gmail.com. Do you want to do that? Uh, and most, you know, 
fighting the constant torrential waves of unhealthy food and everything out there and unhealthy schedules that prevent us from taking care of ourselves, getting a good night's sleep, stretching, working out, etc. Uh, a lot of times on Healthy Living Easy, that's probably where we talk about, well, we, I guess they all, they're all really touch on food, really, because that's a big theme here, too. Um, pre- preparing food comes more in that, I guess, talk about, you know, we're big Nutribullet fans here, even though they are being sued by people who claim that they cause nerve damage, but I contend that the first person was an idiot or a fraud, and the rest are likely frauds and probably also idiots too <laughs> but who knows allegedly maybe not i reserve the right to redact that statement and apologize to all of the plaintiffs at a future date um meal prep and stuff basically cooking twice a week big fans of cast iron here it's funny we have a cast iron hot dog brander kind of a shout out to the other podcast that record <laughs> better fight casts Joe bought a two-brand UFC logo on hot dogs, and they were delicious at the last event that I attended here. It's because they were branded. Someone may have used it to open a beer tonight, (laughs) but someone also may not have. Getting more than one use out of it. Yeah, let's see. Anything else to touch on healthy living easy? Um, You know, I do the the Nutribullet shakes. They're usually ginger, strawberry, Mm -hmm. spring mix, romaine, egg whites, Depending on my healthy fat consumption of the day, I might throw some cold-pressed olive oil in there. Mm-hmm. Broccoli stalks, often. That's my base. I mix it up sometimes to keep it interesting. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'll throw some non-fat, especially low-sugar Greek plain yogurt in there. really makes it a different animal, gives it some substance, can be a little more satisfying. Sometimes I don't want it to be that thick because I'm eating other food also. Big on uh, the glass Pyrex jars. I try not to eat or drink out of glass, so I make my things in the plastic Nutribullet tumbler, and I pour it into old spaghetti jars from, of course, spaghetti that's got the lowest sugar possible you can buy on the shelves because I ain't got time to make spaghetti sauce. And... You know, instead of getting into how I do my daily healthy living easy, I think we've talked about it enough and what is supposed to be a flyby. So let's move on to the second of three healthy, healthy health topics. The next we will touch on Don't Be Pavlov's Dog. This is, of course, named after the psychologist Ivan Pavlov. Known for classical conditioning, Pavlov's dog was the the dog in the experiment in a cage or a box in a lab. They're different. The the most classic story, the one that I remember, the one that I believe is not necessarily accurate because it's not the most recent one when I went up and researched it. But the classic thing is they would ring a bell when they gave a dog a treat. So a bell would ring and mm-hmm. something yummy would come down a tube and land in a bowl or a plate or whatever. Yeah. And the, the dog learned to associate the bell with the food coming. Mm-hmm. So eventually the bell would ring and even when the food, the food wouldn't come, the dog would salivate. And this is akin to us being animals just like the dog because mm-hmm. we salivate at things and we let our sensory impulses hijack our logic and rewire our thought processes and take over and make us you know make emotional decisions and reverse engineer whatever logic or morality or whatever whatever the case may be um in the case, you know, when we, you know, when we so when we associate different images or sounds, or what have you, with the, the the taste of a food, especially is what I'm talking about here. But don't be Pavlov's dog. You can we were Pavlov's dog to uh, our screens also. Like it's just instinctual to look down on it all the time. It's fun to see. It's people crazy. liking your stuff if you're trying to do 
stuff like we're doing here especially you can uh really be pavloved by by the little like icons but what really inspired the pavlov's dog was the just the 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 sense of desire that i get if i if i see like a reese's wrapper or something or a snickers bar even more just the 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 way that the people that need to sell these things do try to do everything they can with color coordination and placement on the shelves and advertising and all kinds of complicated formulas and probably more experiments than are conducted with food to see how they can market these things to people so they're the you know the the logos are designed to make us want them and then associate the 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 yummy yummy stuff with those things and not necessarily going to drive down those desires but if you're aware of them you got a better shot shot of controlling them so that's something we touch on here quite a bit and you know we're not we don't know we don't we, we, we don't deny ourselves of the pavlovian response 100 percent of the time but we do, i think we, i think we do a pretty good job it's better if you follow it it's like any business if you study a thing if you try to analyze the results if you pay attention to what's going on you're invariably going to improve what you're trying to do anybody got anything to say about pavlov's dog don't be pavlov's dog oh i know something i want to say about pavlov's dog but here you go first you got anything Anybody? No? I like think the Pavlovian responses get the better of you that you want to... I mean, I agree with the phone thing. I mean, I'm sitting here staring at my phone right now, yeah. trying to get juicy gossip on a certain topic and mm-hmm. just like all over it. And how um, I was talking earlier when I was when I was arguing with, with Gabby's oldest, um, mm-hmm. um, the, the Dylan, about his tablet because he was so mad because his tablet wasn't getting service. And we were in an area where you just don't get service. Yeah, the screens to the kids and the internet is like crack cocaine, just mm-hmm. like Reese's and donuts and all that crap. And I'm sitting there thinking about memory lane, about how when Good I was in moderation, a kid, fine in moderation, but you can can get very addictive very quick if mm-hmm. you don't watch yourself. And when I was a kid, we had we didn't have any of that stuff. I mean, anything we wanted electronically in a car, mm-hmm. we, you had to have batteries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you have the little beat before even the game boy where it was just you could see different parts of black that would light up to represent what yeah. it was and it was just and i didn't have any of it the same, uh, yeah grew up poor i, I had managed magazines to, i managed to come into a couple yeah a lot, on a lot of rides, reading we got car magazines rides, a lot of we reading had toys. Car rides, yeah trying to draw toys yeah so it had to be hard for my mom in the car with three boys when she was younger. <laughs> you guys were yeah. constantly going at each other you yeah you guys had testosterone before you even hit puberty and twins twins at that Oh yeah, and the other one's practically the third twin anyway. He's somehow born seven months within the other ones, which is impossible, but it happened. So it's 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 crazy, man. Like it's hard to believe how like nowadays, and even myself, I'm just as guilty as the kids. I yell at the kids for it, but I'm just as guilty. I'm on this phone twenty four seven. I'm just kidding. John's not like a triplet. <laughs> he can grow facial hair. He's definitely not. <laughs> Uh, so don't be Pavlov's dog. When I started, you know, and I, I was almost a psychology major before I got, you know, I, I was at different points when I made it, when you know, I went to community college and then at the university, I still had the option where I could have chosen psychology or English. It was one of those two. If I wanted anything else, I would have had to go to school longer. <laughs> so I went with English, but psychology is definitely a love of mine. And I was saying, you know, Anton Pavlov, Anton Pavlov, he's the guy, he's the psychologist. So one time I was actually recording a podcast. I've done a couple of other one-offs with friends of mine and it was special guest story. Everybody look it up. It was great. We talked all kinds of psychology and everything. And I was talking about it and I decided to look up Pavlov while we were talking. And as I'm, as we're on air, I'm re- I discover that Anton Pavlov is not the Pavlov. He's not him. Anton Pavlov is an Estonian tennis player. And I've been talking about Anton Pavlov being the father of classical conditioning for months and months and months and months and months. It's pretty awesome. So, Ivan Pavlov. (laughs) For the record. Last, but certainly not least, a lot of overlap with the former two segments, but that's fine because it does have a slightly different focus. And it was inspired by different things. 
Like Healthy Living Easy is fueled by Nutribullet shakes. And Don't Be Pavlov's Dog is inspired by the, McDon the, the McDonald's logo and the Reese's logo. No More Pacifiers is inspired by caffeine and nicotine. These, all of the foods satisfy the oral fixation, which every human being has. Make us prone to different versions of crack cocaine, whether it's in the form of refined sugar and pastries that dot the landscape, or, or you know, whatever. We'll, we'll move on from that. But yeah, no more pacifiers, coffee, caffeine, cigarettes, nicotine. You know, tobacco is not good in moderation. Nicotine, if you can somehow take it without getting addicted to it and having to have it all the time, does have some merits to neurological stimulation. And in theory by itself, people are saying that it might not really be bad for you. Tobacco, definitely bad for you. Tobacco, even if you take one little puff, will paralyze the cilia and prevent cilia on your lungs and prevent you from being able to filter toxins for an entire 24 hours. So if you smoke once a day, even if it's one puff, in theory, I mean, I'm sure if you smoke more, it's worse. But that, that, that was enough to scare me away from any desire ever to consume tobacco. So the main idea behind No More Pacifiers is that if you don't have these things, these distractions, they do, you know, it's basically you just, you're looking for something different, something to just, to, that's just like a little bit different than the status quo, than just ultimately than just being by yourself. You want to have some little distraction, some little thing right here. And when I really think about, you know, what I wanted out of No More Pacifiers, I really want to drill down on the different kinds of definitions of what a pacifier is and what it does. The immediate thing is a baby sucking on a pacifier. And the cigarette, whether it's an e-cigarette or a real cigarette or a cup of coffee, also it's just another pacifier. You're even just a little... Whatever it is. Uh, and those things are fine, but if you... You know, I think a lot of people find themselves have, and a lot of times this pacifier, you know, could also overlap into people that have, you know, that are succumbing to Pavlovian responses that are eating potato chips all day and that kind of thing. So there's all kinds of stuff that can be pacifiers to people. I haven't been the kind of person to snack in my car or throughout my day in years. It's been years since I've been just a snacker like that. Uh, but some 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 other things you've definitely gotten out of hand with coffee sometimes i've literally overdosed on caffeine i've given myself migraine like symptoms i think that's caffeine. what i did the other day monday yeah, I, mean, I came close a couple weeks ago and i caught myself and never again i, got, I had a cluster headaches and put me i put me out of commission for four days a long oh, time really? it was a long time ago yeah last, no i'm talking about the first time when i overdosed on caffeine it was a long time ago. last night i was two years three fine. years something like that and then i had two cups of coffee in the morning but when i got to work lately i've noticed that coffee at our job mm. is very strong. Hmm. I guess it is. At least I feel That's like the only full strength coffee I drink is throughout my day before I show up at work, when I'm working at the restaurant and not elsewhere, uh, I have half caffeinated coffee. I buy I don't buy extravagant coffee, but I buy decent coffee. I'm not buying stuff with a I, I I'm very, I, 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 try, I eat healthy for the most part. I don't have too many things, so I try to get I, I get decent coffee. Uh, I get my, I get, I make sure my, my coffee's got to be in a pouch. That's basically my line. I need to, I want my coffee in a pouch. I don't smoke. I don't eat donuts. None of that. So I want my coffee in a pouch, and I get decaf and regular. And it ends up, I mean, you're using the same amount of coffee, so it's not like a cost extra. You just got to put forth another four dollars when you're going to the grocery store, which is a drop in the bucket if you buy all your food at the grocery store like I do. So half caffeinated coffee until I get to work, and then I have that stuff, and I have full strength that, and the full strength that is double strength that, or whatever it is, good, I'll take it. Because even though coffee is still somewhat of a pacifier of mine, I'm okay with that, because the subtitle to No More Pacifier is Choose Your Pacifiers. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we all got to have our things. You don't mm -hmm. want to be perfect. You don't, Coffee's a you don't want to try to be perfect, because you've tried to be perfect. That's another vice, and that can be... 
worse than I don't want to say any of the other ones. It's but it can be bad, and it can also be short lived. And if it's not short lived, I think there are still cases in which you're you're still maybe not optimizing your life. I mean, it depends on the person. I mean, it depends what your motivations are and why you're doing it, and your your history, your past, your genetics. A lot of things come into play there. But I can, and I'm not saying I can even I even like know anybody personally like that off the top of my head. I might be able to come up with someone, but it's it seems like it could be very easy for it to just become another you know lifestyle way to identify way to become just to feel to feel like you're you know to to, to compensate for not feeling worthy mm-hmm. and just you know make sure your reasons are authentic and goes back to i guess all the other segments you know examine your subconscious don't 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 sleep on your subconscious because mm-hmm. that mfr will sneak up and you won't even know he snuck up he or she or it or say um be, 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 because like I was talking about earlier, it can just rewire morality, judgment, talk about rewriting history and you know, all you know, just try to really analyze what you're doing and why you're doing it. Don't mess around. You wanna be you wanna be you 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 know, who doesn't want to be in control of their own life and control what you're what you're doing, so No more passwords. You think I missed anything on that? Anything else I talked about? I don't have. You know, pacify, pacify, to satiate, to quiet. The, yeah. the definition of pacify. That was one thing I wanted to know, just like a touch more. You know, do you want to be pacified? How much do you want to be pacified? I want to be pacified some, sometimes, but ultimately I don't want to be. I don't want to be. I don't. I don't you know, do you want to be docile? Like, I don't want to be docile. I want to be alone with myself and not have this distraction so that I can. Maybe do that work on recovering my subconscious, or maybe working on even more because I've already you know spent enough time dwelling on that. Try to you know plan things, be more productive, or think other thoughts about other things, and not worry about having to be so reflective since you haven't put in these cigarettes or um, you know five coffees a day in the way of you being alone with your thoughts and being able to first get past all that introspective stuff and then work outward and think about being able to more clearly think about your you know your place in the world and what you're doing and your plans and on a micro scale and a macro scale and all that stuff so i think that's it i think i'm good touch more on all those subjects at a future date more specifics i guess soon maybe healthy living easy how to run around living but i've dropped so many episodes lately we get we've been more repetitive than we've read you as we talked about okay i was kind of listening here and there to, okay so was that five or six episodes dropped in the last week because i want to get rid of the backlog and i had the special double just dessert and everything we've talked about the movie predators the adrian brody predators the fifth predators i think that was the fifth one we actually talked about that more than one episode really yeah it gets pretty late sometimes when we talk about these, so we can mm-hmm. forget these things. And I think we did, and we did talk differently about it. But it's funny that we talked about like kind of an obscure movie. But maybe that's good. We've done it justice. But we're not going to talk about Predators today. I thought we would talk about the first Predator, but I think I'm going to save that for next week because, we, as I talked about earlier, we're going to get into Just Dessert, the final segment. I guess there is a, there is a segment I didn't talk about. I'm not sure if it's still going to be a segment because I don't really want to be necessarily a trainer, but. I was doing a thing called trainer training, and that started before I was a trainer when I was going to school to be a trainer, and I thought about keeping it around, but since I'm not supposed to act as a trainer in this capacity, the trainer training you might not be hearing much about. There might be another more physical fitnessy kind of thing that will come out. It'll just be, you know, suggestions and fun and that kind of thing, and not necessarily prescription, because as I said, maybe it's all a appropriate medical professional for making serious changes to your diet or lifestyle um or perhaps a completely separate more fitness centered uh program altogether and better health and world will continue to be anything and everything and lifestyle and comedy and all that you know we got comedy and lifestyle everywhere we go out the a you know so do you guys want to talk about A Quiet Place first? What do you think? This movie, John Krasinski, I believe this cements him as a legitimate filmmaker, even if it's his only credit. This is supposed to be revolutionary. The you know, People are saying Hitchcockian. It's mostly a quiet film. So, so I do know that A Quiet Place 
is about a family. They're living in a post-apocalyptic landscape. It's kind of ambiguous as to what caused it. They're living in a somewhat secluded house. And it's a mostly silent movie. The daughter of the family, who is maybe eight or nine or something, is deaf, so they all already know sign language. Mm-hmm. And to, one of the great things about this movie is they really drill down on what it's like living day to day. And every they get down to the they show you just enough details. Like apparently the characters have to spread sand where they walk so that their footsteps don't make noise. That's a thing, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, if they make noise, these weird monsters are. Well, I I don't want to make I want to make sure I don't spoil it either. So I, I, we'll just call them monsters, and we won't describe the villains any more than that. I guess monsters will come if you make noise, and yeah. they can kill you. And I don't really know any more than that. To be honest, I mean I, I heard I've heard reviews that get into it a little bit more. What do you guys think? Is this is this amazing? Just an amazing film, the revolutionary. Oh yeah, it was definitely unique. I mean, compared the, to any other one of the better movies, movies I've seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um. People saying one of the best horror movies. I'm of all more time. impressed. Ah, see now, people thriller? are saying horror. I would say more thriller. Thriller because mm-hmm. it's more edge of your edge your seat. You're on your edge of your seat the whole time. Yeah, okay. you are because of the quiet aspect, a pin drop. Yeah, dude. You know, you like ah, sound. Being they, and I, I recommend that was going one thing to I heard. The theater. sound production, of course. Yeah. The reason I recommend going to a movie theater is it was kind of surreal when I was sitting in there. And we were in a packed house. Maybe I will. Maybe it I'll was make full. It. Maybe I'll figure out a way. Well, it depends because as it goes on now, it's not going to be as full. Um, when we were there, well, for me, it's more about finding a midnight show because if I'm not working in a restaurant. I have a 10-year-old, and I'm not taking him to see that movie. But mm-hmm. the surrealness of sitting in a full movie theater and just how quiet it was oh, the good. whole time. I, I mean, I got a special place in my heart for John Krasinski. Even well, though I was never a hardcore Office fan, it's still such a part of the canon, and there's been so much Office. And I have seen several seasons at mm-hmm. this point, I think. Like, I've seen so much Office, and every single every single episode I've seen, no matter what the cast is... And granted, I haven't seen a whole lot with a lot of the weird later casts, but pretty much everything I've seen is on point. Like, offices. The office is funny. My personal problem with it is I felt like I was too much in the office, but that show was dope. It was a good show. Yeah. Legit. No, it was great. I mean, John Krasinski did such... He not only started it, but directed it, and he also co-wrote it as well. Oh, he co-wrote it? Okay. Mm -hmm. Nice. That's awesome. So, he did a really, really good job. It's not easy to direct and star in a movie. Yeah. And I mean, it, the, the writing is just a beautiful change. And, and his wife was the, you know. Oh, that was his wife? Was, um. The star? The other star, yeah. That was opposite right. him. I think I did hear that. That's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a really good job. I mean, I, I remember reading, because I, I really actually did want to see it. I don't usually go and see anything horror. Why did you guys movies. see it? Just because you heard stuff about it? You heard yeah, that well, it was we supposed heard, to be I've seen this previews. exceptional film? He didn't really, so... Um, Joe didn't really watch a lot of the previews of it. He doesn't really like to watch previews because he feels like sometimes I don't watch previews for movies movie. anymore. It's wise because the previews try to sell you on it to get you in. So they, 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 they can they can really do it at the expense of the plot. I, I, just, look, I just go to Flickster. All I do is look at a poster nice. and I look at the reviews. If something is about? telling me to go see this, I'm going to go see it from here on out. I, I used to love watching uh, movie clips and uh, previews for movies that are coming up. Yeah. I used to spend... Every now and then, just on a board, say like Saturday afternoon or something, I'll spend like a half hour on a computer just looking that up, you know, surfing the net. Mm-hmm. And I learned that most of the movies that I saw doing that gave away a all the best parts in the movies, yep. and b it just it just didn't. I don't know. It just like it ruined it almost. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I don't want to see nothing. I, I don't want to see no previews. No. No, no commercials on it. All I want to do is just go see that movie in its entirety. So even the best parts of the movies, if it is for a particular movie, I want to see it there. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to see it on commercial before and then be like, oh yeah, all the best parts were in the commercial. Yeah. I'd rather be surprised on the actual So movie without watching. ruining it for anybody, do you think you guys can expand on any of the other stuff about this movie that makes it so great well, like without saying, spoiling it? Like what? Like give me... You, we can, we can, you can spoil like a little bit of like scenes. You can give away a little bit of specifics without spoiling I don't think you have too to. Much. The um, biggest thing got, about this movie, like I said, the atmosphere of how quiet it was. Everybody in that movie, you could hear people reaching in their bag for Twizzlers. You could hear the chewing on the popcorn. You could hear the ice shaking in your Coke. Mm. Um, it and was that never so got quiet. boring or monotonous. 
No, that's what's amazing about this movie is that it was it's a movie that's so quiet for a good majority of the movie, but the fact I remember reading an article about it because I read a lot about this movie because I thought it just looked so interesting and it was about how they weaponized sound was like the most the like best part about it just and you don't you don't even realize like how much how much we take sound for granted like mm-hmm. being able to hear it kind of really oh that is some good cultural re- metaphors I hadn't even thought about yeah, that I feel really, like I'm slacking it really makes you kind of appreciate and understand because one of you know one of the girls in the movie is actually deaf and she plays you know yeah. um, a character who is deaf as well and it makes you realize like how much we take for granted like how much you're hearing all day every day and they, they're having to live in this life where they have to be completely silent all the time and nice. we, I remember getting out of this movie, and we walked. When we walked out, and you hear the music playing in, in the, the mall, in the, the mall, people talking it was like it was like oh, like so abrasive. Like, wow. It was right? it was so like seems so unnecessary or excessive. No, it, no, it, well, no, it just, just we loud. appreciated it. Like oh, we got okay, out, okay, and we were okay. like, it feels good to like hear some music. Like get okay. could you imagine living in a world of silence and having and to be the noise you make or your dot you literally die. kills okay. you. It's funny because I thought you were going about how like we appreciate sound and well I was thinking that it could be some you know the cultural metaphor I talked about was just how noisy it is and how there's a, there is a no, lot of, not really there just is about a lot how of noisy it is but just okay. about how you know like for because the a girl the girl that plays in this movie said how she just praised this movie so much about just bringing like kind of an eye to like the deaf community and everything and the sign nice. language and all that and she really appreciated them doing that mm. and. Kind of just it puts a shines a light on kind of you know we don't hundred percent know what it's like but we we can kind of see like it's it was just it's it was it's very the, creative it really was when yet yeah, creative the creativity level the mm-hmm. originality and everything that went into it I got to give John Krasinski the fact that he's co-writer he was a director and this is his first film he's directed I assume. I think he might have directed some stuff whether it's shorts or some. Well, he hit a home something. run with this one because this thing just played it was a perfect movie in my opinion how everything was well so well thought of and so well put together there's only one thing i kept it from making it a perfect movie and i have to wait because i don't want to give anything away that would be a spoiler if i said the one thing i didn't like about it about what it is i can't can't. okay no it'll definitely give it away i think gabby already knows what i'm talking we discussed it but even if you take that out i mean it was a perfect movie pretty much from beginning to end yeah, and you can't really complain about any of the plot, like the plot or anything mm-hmm. like that. It was just beautifully put together. I'm a big fan. Um, it's not one you have to see twice, but I might watch this one twice just to get all the little details in it again. Okay. Just because I thought it was so good. Um, yeah, I give it a 10 out of 10, actually. I, I really recommend nice. it. If you want to watch mm-hmm. something that you just never seen before. Because I feel like today's movies, everything's just being rewritten. Retread, bro. I mean, Retread. the biggest thing is is they're they're taking a lot of the classic movies and in the movement, which I applaud it. I know this is a woman's movement nowadays, as I see it in the sports I love, like UFC. You see it in the world of professional wrestling, where they have a strong woman's movement. But well, a lot of these they, classics are If you are, are going to remake something, you might as well remake it as with with women i'm down with that i actually was a pretty big fan of the ghostbusters remake i still haven't Part watched was, it i want to still i want to give it a chance that movie gave me a big crush on kate mckinnon she's awesome yeah i, I want to give it a chance because i feel like well that's pro- celebrity that's crush my... like she's funny it's a little <laughs> I feel different like it's probably, i really well, you know they're redoing it. oceans they're doing oceans, oceans eight, eight yeah with, with a bunch women. of people and that's, yeah. that's probably gonna be pretty dope they're doing um it's interesting i mean they're doing a reverse of overboard right that's what it's called yeah overboard with but, Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell, where uh, I think I get, I've never seen the original. They're doing the reverse now, where the guy is the one that like loses his memory, and the girl is the one that you know kind of tricks him. Oh, okay. Yeah, People yeah. said it looks stupid. I don't think I think might give it a try. Not in yeah, theaters. I when not I saw, theaters, I know it's not but, a movie. But when I saw a commercial for the Lethal Weapon TV series, I was like, "Come on!" And they're like, "It's got." I think it's Damon Wayans. I'm like, "Well, I like Damon Wayans, but that kind of still makes me go like." Come on. Was it Damon Wayans or was it Damon Wayans' son? I think it's Damon Wayans. What are we talking about? The Lethal, Lethal Weapon, Weapon series. Oh. It looks like just Damon Wayans. That they remade. So John Krasinski, this is basically his second big movie. He did The Hollers, a 2016 comedy, drama, romance. Got a 6.5 on IMDb, which 
I don't think means a whole lot. Amir returns to a small hometown after learning that his mother has fallen ill and is about to undergo surgery. I have no idea how that was received. Uh, and then he did a film short before that. He did three episodes of The Office. Or I guess, no, not a film short. This looks like it's just a film. So he's done, he's done at least one kind of obscure looking movie called Brief Interviews with Hideous Man. Uh, yeah. I mean, all those don't matter. He yeah, so this is this more... Well, I The Hollers looks like it is probably his first movie, I guess. So this is like his second or third movie. Mm-hmm. He's he's yeah he's he's he is established like he's he is establishing himself like he is not effing around he's Ron Howard he's Ron Howard he's gonna he's eventually this guy is gonna move behind the camera hundred percent probably well here's the thing the the originality of this movie Mm -hmm. and the way it told a perfect story it reminded me of some of the best Spielberg pictures yeah where Spielberg has written some masterpieces Mm -hmm. this was one of those movies I really believe you're gonna remember. And you're gonna to want to show your children and your grandchildren. I mean, even like years from the now. the movie, the Spielberg movies that I personally and a lot of people are, you know, the super Oscar movies that you're not really interested in seeing. There's still reason they're nominated for Oscars. Like they're all excellent, exceptional. He's competing against himself, and it's just, you know, it's not. It's it, it, now it's not, it's not fair to him. But his product holds up much more than somebody else who gets compared to his previous work, like Scorsese, who. You know, I don't think his current work. I mean, not to say that it's hard to say that Spielberg's current work holds up to his old work because he's got classics like ET and stuff. But um, uh, examined in a vacuum, I think you know maybe much more so than if Scorsese. this movie doesn't win an Oscar, I'm gonna be a little sound design at the very least. <laughs> the director, mm-hmm. I don't think. He, well, it came out right after Oscar season, and it's a shame that we have to think in those terms but it came out right after oscar season so there's a lot of time for people to forget about this movie but maybe not and maybe it'll have a little like re, three theatrical re-release I don't think people are gonna really i could see about this it. movie having a theatrical re-release right before the oscar season so that it's fresh in people's minds and i could see john krasinski being hip enough especially this movie being hip enough with all of the hype for it to come out and um i mean the deaf stuff would probably help too uh, Actually, this awesome. movie is going to get bigger once it hits DVD. Once it's able to get on TVs and it's not in the theaters anymore, I think this movie is going to be even bigger. That's an interesting point. I just think people. I think are, if it could I'm not be sure a, how I think that if works. It came Maybe. on like Netflix. Maybe. It would be. I mean, anything on Netflix is big, but I mean, this is an actual fantastic. I mean, people movie. are going to this movie. All yeah, kinds of people are. are going to this movie, and a lot of people don't even go to movies anymore. Right. A lot and of I people really are going to this once movie. Once it comes, once you get it available for like mm-hmm. five dollars on your TV, I think it's going to hit a huge. That's interesting. There's like one or two super quality horror movies that draw out the masses a year now, starting like a year and a half ago mm-hmm. with this movie, Get Out, and It. Mm-hmm. Those three movies. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly, exactly. Ooh, which one was the best out of those three movies? I haven't seen any. You haven't seen... Oh, you haven't seen any of them? Nope. All right, Gabby, you're... You haven't seen Get Out yet? No. <laughs> I know! I know! Um, but out of Get Out... I like I said about it, horror movies, man, I just... I don't... And A Quiet Place, which one did you rank one, two, and out. three? Just for me, should I... should probably watch Get Out tomorrow. I don't know. They're all so good. But I think A, Qu- a Quiet Place... I'm going to lock mm-hmm. my kid in a box overall. and watch Get Out. Mm-hmm. I might can watch it with me. I feel like I could actually watch that movie just again. Kidding. Really enjoy it. I could watch too, but I think just for my personal taste of like, just you know, movies. I think the it was a little bit too scary for me. Just I don't know because I don't know if it's just the clowns or the type of the movie. Because that one was more clowns like, freak me out. That was man. more clowns freak. That movie was more. Out. That's why it is one more, of the scariest movies ever. That movie was more creep. Was and then when you know about the real life story of John Gacy. Yeah, it's creepy. <laughs> well, the original it, which was a two part television miniseries. Haunts a lot of people like like The Exorcist, like it, mm-hmm. it like it, even though it was just like a dumb TV like still, movie. They, st- I mean, it was Tim Curry. Like, that's no joke. It is a legit cast. It's John Ritter, um, Harry Anderson from Night Court, who just died. Rest in peace, Harry. I saw that. Harry yeah. Anderson. I love Night Court, dude. He, the judge from Night Court. That guy was dope. He started off as a on Cheers. I mean, I, he was so good. He was so good. I want to go rewatch some Night Court, man. That show was that show was tip top. I think. I reserve the right to redact that too once I actually watch it for the first time in twenty years. <laughs> yeah, I think I've learned. I just I like the more edgy, like kind of thriller, like 
you know, sitting on the edge of your seat scary mm. than like having a movie that I'm still like I feel like it supernatural I'm still, monsters. It's cool, not like, fair if it's supernatural areas. monsters. It's, it's great. It's and not it's really fair. scary, but sometimes it is kind of far fetched to think like the clowns are aliens. Hmm. It's a little weird. It's a little strange because I think clowns as humans is scary as anything. Like <laughs> if, if a human dressed up as a clown, a normal guy, a mortal, <laughs> a mortal dressed who decides. Who gets up in the morning and I makes mean, a conscious seriously. decision to dress like that? He scares me. It is even dark if he, outside even right now. Even if he has no ill intent, seriously. he frightens me. You open that front door and there's a clown walking down the street <laughs> in the dark right now. You're gonna run, Not dude. Good. Not You're good. gonna run. There, there's gotta be something wrong. Uh, do you there. remember when there was the, the the like clowns in the woods sightings about a yeah, year ago? That was real. Was it real? Yes, I think that, that might have been real fake. in North Carolina. Well, I think there was a couple of people that actually ended up dressing as clowns because of the reports, but I don't think any clowns ever actually took anybody. Oh, really? Uh, don't quote me. Don't, well, you know, even though this is on air and that I'm going to publish it, don't quote me as stating that that is fact. But also, I am not sure. Knowing, to me, it was always one thing the story I'm not about, going to research. I've right always now. been into like re- serial killers. I don't know why. Yeah. But I like you want to peel back the onion of the ugliness. I read of about it like it's just it's. Why? As disgusting and terrible human beings as I think they are, it's mm. still interesting. And those movies even interest me. Yeah. But I know the real life John William Gacy, the guy that dressed up like a cow. I mean John Wayne Gacy, right? John Wayne. Yeah, yeah. Gacy. I just know Gacy. Yeah. Um, I know he dressed up as a clown, had all the dead kids buried in his basement. I mean... It doesn't get much worse than that, bro. And I think that's what... I, I heard about his story as a child. That's what and then it was just laid like, the foundation for you to be fascinated with serial killers. Yeah, well, no. And that's what made me so freaked out about clowns. Clowns, yeah. And then I saw what, it, and I never watched it you know, fully it's as funny, a kid. I just saw a little bit, and it was Because scary. the first image from a horror movie that ever traumatized me, I was way too young, three years old, and I saw a scene from Killer Clowns from Outer Space, or Attack mm-hmm. of the Killer Clowns from Outer Space. I think it's just Killer Clowns from Outer Space. And I saw a scene where it was big things of cotton candy, like strung out the size of a human body, oh, and wow. someone pulled off a big chunk of cotton candy, and there was a dead body person, in there. and it showed their head. That's a little far. I wouldn't and, believe that uh, stuff. But interestingly, I guess maybe because there was no clown there, I remember that kind of freaking me out for a while. I don't know. Like that image stuck with me for a mm-hmm. minute. But yeah, no clown. I was gonna say it's funny. It's no clown phobia. But even though it's a clown movie, I didn't see any. I don't know what the killer. I, I have no idea what the killer clowns look like in that movie. I don't know. I've never watched it. I'd say maybe I should, but I bet it's terrible. I bet it's just. I bet it's just dog ass. I bet it's complete garbage. Yeah, I, I never gave that a chance. I mean, it's it's not supposed to be a scary, terrible movie. It's supposed to be kind of a spoof. It's funny mm-hmm. that that's a movie that traumatized me when I was mm. little. Mild trauma, but a little bit trauma. Clowns are scary though, man. Like well, dead dead bodies wrapped in cotton candy that are discovered by other like unassuming human beings. Like yeah, that's what it was. That is scary, it was though. human beings that didn't expect it. They wandered into the spaceship. Hey, what's this cotton candy here? It looks like the front of a butcher shop, but it's cotton candy. I'll just rip off a bitch. Oh my god, it's a dead guy. Yeah, yeah, it was <laughs> a bit much. It was a bit much. Well. But uh, we're used. I'm used. We're all used to seeing people now because zombies dot the pop cultural. Zombies are the pop. Very least. It went from like literal vampires. zombies dot. The, yeah, I still. Mm, I love the vampires. I still my uh, vampires might be my first love. Interview the Vampire is a great movie. Oh my god! From Dusk Dawn was a great movie. And the fact that I pissed off people who were surprised that it became a vampire movie halfway through when I picked the movie that night. Yeah, the dust. But the only thing it's is awesome. It's, it's it was a, awesome. The, the movie. Fr- the movie awesome. went from. I thought the whole movie was awesome. Everybody's uptight, but me. I like the Fantastic Four remake too because everybody's just, just, just a buzzkill. Nah, see, know. Quentin Tarantino was great. That that dust till dawn. He wrote that movie. That first half it. of the movie was he wrote spectacular. The whole thing. And it was it was a great story. And I even didn't mind the vampire. It just the turn oh, that that story dude. took was so from dusk. Yeah. Till dawn. I get it, but the turn From it just dusk. Till dawn. And we also have Tom Savani. And then I thought the sex I just machine thought the action in it was. Tom so Savani, far-fetched. the makeup man for George Romero. Ugh. It was mm. so weird. Ah. So from Dusk Till Dawn, interview with a vampire. So you put that movie on and everybody got mad at you? Is that what well, you were we were all trying to pick something. Oh. We were all hanging out. It was five of us hanging out at a friend's apartment. We were trying, we were scrolling through whatever, and I was like, ooh, from Dust Till Dawn. They read the preview. I guess the little blurb didn't really get specific 
enough about the second half of the movie, mm-hmm. and they were in. Everybody yeah. was in. It was great. As soon Until... as the vampires came out, <laughs> yeah. the room turned on yes, me, bro. They did. They, I turned they were out for too. blood. They were done. <laughs> they were done. They were mad. They were. What is this? What did what? What did you do with our <laughs> evening? So what did you do with our evening? We did not finish the movie. I'm not oh, they kidding. Turned it off? They tu- the night was over. I'm not joking. They turned I off the movie. It. We hung out for another like ten or fifteen, and that we were done. <laughs> it was, oh, it was late when we started. I guess it See, was after work or whatever. Those things, ah, but like, I felt like I was watching. They did not want to watch that movie. Like I literally felt like I was, I was trying watching. To, man, Harvey Keitel, like, come on, Julia Lewis. The movie was dope. I felt like I was watching was a great movie. Dope. Something I was Danny really Trail, invested in. Cheech Marin, Cheech Marin, and Cheech Marin. But then when the vampires Selma came... Selma Hayek is the... Uh, I mean, they were all great uh, until... But when the vampires came, it just became so laughable. I was like, what is going on? Like, the, the, the action, and I remember, like, the blood and gore was so, like, kind of far-fetched. It wasn't it was the just, most serious movie leading up no. to the vampires. No, but it was a good... It was a great was story. Great. I loved it. Until the vampire... Then I was like, okay, this took a turn for the worst. Director That's Robert Rodriguez. Like, love Robert Rodriguez. Written by Quentin Tarantino. Those two make a great pair. They did the Grindhouse movies. They resurrected and revamped. It's funny. They revamped a genre of movie. Like, Grindhouse is... I mean, I guess it's sort of died down again, but there's been a couple of those movies, and Eli Roth is probably still cranking out some. I don't know. The Hostile Guy. He did one of the trailers for the original Grindhouse movie. Those movies thing. are weird. Yeah, I'm good on that. I'm good on the torture porn. Yeah, I'm good. I had yeah. enough. The first saw... Is a great film. I still don't yeah, want to rewatch yeah, it. I, I might rewatch the first one. Just I rewatched it was some so of it good. recently. I think I've I turned seen it, it on. twice, but ugh. I turned it on just I to see do, what I, I can't watched. Do that gory you know, just to remember, myself. like, like kind of like a blast from the past. Yeah, because I was like obsessed with the first Saw movie. Love movie. Weird. And the second one was alright. When that person got Danny thrown, Glover, weird. That when they got thrown weird. into the pit of syringes, yeah, I was like, oh, I couldn't do it. I can't do needles like that. It was. It got too. Sounds like a worst Well, the first one was so clever. I mean, I don't want to give a spoiler, but if you've never seen Saw, at least give that one a try. The originality of that movie Mm -hmm. was... The quality uh, of a hungry sleeper hit at Sundance. They were able to do like... Back when Sundance was fresh and brand new. I don't know how many more they did, but they were able to do like 10 more of that movie because of that. They're making one right now, I'm sure. Well, they just made one, didn't they? They're Jigsaw? probably doing a TV series. Didn't they just do Jigsaw? They probably like already year? started doing the next one. Yeah. Probably. Actually, you know what? I've been meaning to They're watch gonna that. They're going to call it Jig. That actually got good reviews, the new one. The Jigsaw, when they revamped it. You can let me know all about it. I will watch that. Let I will watch that. They said it was let a great story with a great Don't worry about game. holding back any spoilers, either. All right, real quick. Walking Dead. Since I'm not giving spoilers, I think I got enough time. I was, as I said, I was a huge fan of The Walking Dead. When it first, actually, when it first first started, I was skeptical. After three or four episodes into the series, I was all in. I was all in for a couple of seasons. A couple seasons ago, I started to wax and wane. I got a very busy life. There's a lot of good TV. I don't watch enough of that, and I don't do enough of any other myriad of things. I was starting to lose interest. I kept with it, and part of it is because it's also a social thing for me. I watch it with uh, some family and stuff, so that's another reason why I definitely just kept kept with it i probably would have stopped i was just watching it to watch it three years ago maybe two two years ago it started to get a little boring i started to not care i didn't care if any of the main characters died you kill them all i don't care i don't care i don't care but the last five episodes really have made me revisit my analysis of all of those episodes and to think of all the different tendrils and storylines i mean it's ambitious there's so many different people in this tv series right now and so many different you know interweaving storylines that are just and there's so much going on and so many different characters have gone through so much over the eight seasons now and this this season finale that just aired a few days ago really feels like it it was an appropriate combination of everything and it makes me feel like they justified all of the times where i suspected they were just meandering and trying to just do stuff to keep us entertained and just to keep the series going but i to milk it i don't yeah i no longer think that it's funny because i had a similar feeling about fear of the walking dead while i was tired of the walking dead where i was like there were a couple episodes where i was like oh like they are not effing around like they they like whether they plan it or not this feels real these characters and their trajectories and the storylines and everything like just i just i love it i love knowing what these characters have gone through and when they were a little bit younger when it started and where they are now and what they are doing and what they are doing and the you know oh my god guys fear the walking dead's about to start 
check out this last season, especially the stuff with the the daughter. Like my God, there was one episode where it's with the daughter. Like oh, I was just that was the episode where I was like, all right, they're they're not screwing around on this TV series. Like this is legit, and I'm very excited for that to start. And for the first time in like four years, I'm ex- I'm super pumped to see how they begin the next season of The Walking Dead. Like I cannot wait, and I just. And you think that, like, as far as culminations and tying up loose ends and being worried that they're going to be like, all right, just kidding, here's, you know, more betrayal or more, you know, more plot twists, more plot turns to keep this thing going. Like, no, they didn't do any cheap tricks like that, but they still were able to to do things with characters that you know and love and to really set up something that feels real. That's that you're and you're just like, oh, my God, like this, this could be even bigger than the last thing that we've been dealing with for season upon season upon season. And this could be bigger and badder and nastier and really just make you just just really delve into the things that we love about these high quality serialized cable dramas where they, you know, they really try to explore that moral gray area where you give the characters don't where there's no clear cut choice we love about breaking bad we love about the anti-heroes like it's just like you see what they're doing you don't necessarily think you would do it but you still you know sometimes like they don't seem like they have any other option but do something that is wrong in one way or the other and i mean you know we experience those things in our lives fortunately not in the way that these people do where it literally involves life and death but um and and it's just you know just just the the the, the things that they've done and the, what what they've set up for the next season like it's that they, they are like, I am ex- like they hit the ground they got they even though they tied up everything and they they closed the chapter it set up enough things for a new a new a new deal to 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 happen next and it's oh, it's gonna be legit and they are they're not screwing around. The Walking Dead, by the way, executive produced by Gail Ann Hurd, who was the executive producer for Terminator 2, among probably many, many other things. But that's enough for you to get street cred in my book. Well, I remember The Walking Dead was beating out Sunday Night Football. Yeah. In ratings. I mean, mm-hmm. it's got to be a fantastic show. I mean, I remember when football was the it thing. and then At some point, sudden, catch up and stay spoiler-free, because that is possible in this landscape, as long as you just stay off for a day or two after the new episodes. And we got to go. We hope you had fun at the table. We love when you come by and we really appreciate your time. Please tell your friends about us. Like, share, retweet, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or SoundCloud where you rookie fight fans and seasoned vets can also find Better Fight Cast. Your tight scourge of the UFC and all things mixed martial arts. The purest, best sport you can follow. Follow Joe Newbauer, Joe Nizemi, Gabrielle Tambone, Gabby underscore T, and me, Matt Pergamon Jr. at Matthew J. Better. Again, hit me up at Matthew J. Better or at BetterOnTheWorld at gmail.com if you want to get in on the personal training fund. We love you guys and girls and everyone else. Peace!